there there you go i mean that's a, a weekly occurrence is um you spilling beer what happened i don't know what happened that was that was like slow motion it looked like God, at I least your to, notes are wrote, mostly I wrote. To drink that <laughs> Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare-traveling, craft-beer-drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Happy Halloween and welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. And uh, I, it's a little bit different. This is a spooky one. Yeah. For Halloween, right? I think so. It is, let me ask you a question because sure. I know you love this time of year. It's my Yeah, it's my favorite. Is it your favorite? Like, is well, it legit your favorite? It's probably, it's 1B to Christmas is 1A. Okay, okay. Um, I, I have more... Uh, emotional attachments to the Christmas. Okay. But I sure love everything about Halloween. All the ghost stories and the decor and the skeletons and the spooky stuff. I'm down for that. So if it could be Halloween 11 months of the year and then just one month of Christmas, I would I would be fine with that. Well, that'd be Halloween Town. and Yeah, that'd be great. Wouldn't it? Right. Yeah, and I could hang out with Oogie Boogie and mm-hmm. all those guys. And gosh, you know, my, my wife has never seen... A Nightmare Before Christmas. Hmm. Well, that's tough. That's it, not great. I know, right? My son's seen it. And he's three. Okay. I don't. I don't know if Magic Maddox has seen it yet. Off. Well, you I just hold him down in the house, tie him up, make him watch it. He gets scared pretty easily. I don't know. Oh, I was talking about your wife. But oh, okay. You know, well, that do too. that too. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> Spooky. Spooky. <laughs> okay. So Dolan brought one of these beers back for us. Where Dolan? Where did this come from again? This came from uh, our meet and greet out in Charlotte and Raleigh, Durham. But I bought it at the same place I bought the hop, drop, and roll mm. um, in Charlotte. Uh, again, she said that these were hop, drop, and roll, and then the wa- white zombie mm-hmm. were the two beers that we needed to try from Charlotte. Interesting. So yeah, I struggled with the name until uh, I found I found someone online that could pronounce it for me. Oh, okay. So how would you? How do you think you pronounce the name of this brewery? Oh, brewery. I was going to say yeah. White Zombie. Not White um, Zombie. Catawba. Catawba. Yeah. You cheated. You looked that up. No, I mean it just that's what it looks like to me. Catawba. 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 <laughs> Named after, named after the Catawba River, so Dolan, okay. Dolan just got a text. Who's Dolan? I got two. Who's texting you? It ain't me. It's not me. Oh, I just got a Venmo payment. Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, All well. Right. Well, Dolan's got a side hustle going, I guess. Trick or treat. Uh, so, Catawba. Catawba. Catawba? Yeah, Catawba. there's not a second W. Catawba. I think that's what's throwing you off the that's W placement. That's what's throwing me off. Yeah. The W is the, yeah. Catawba Brewing Company Corporate Headquarters. They actually have a corporate headquarters because they have four separate locations. Oh, okay. Uh, 212 South Green Street, Morganton, North Carolina. They have locations in Charlotte, Morganton, Asheville, Biltmore Village, and Asheville South Slope. So, that must be... Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Asheville is man. I'd still like to get there someday. Just like the 
Fort Collins of the East Coast, man. As a basketball fan, just yeah. in general, college basketball mm-hmm. fan, I would like to go there. Just, I bet that's a blast. Yeah, I bet I that's a so. lot of fun. Not really liking any of those teams out there, but yeah, just the history, the of the history, and yeah, yeah. So he, this is super interesting. Let's let's get into the beer first. Okay, so it is a it's a Belgian wit. Yeah, which we've done before, right? Yeah, it's one of the very first episodes we did. Mm-hmm. So if you are used to uh, Blue Moon, yep, or the Avery White Rascal, mm-hmm. then this will be a very familiar taste to you, probably. Orange citrusy mm-hmm. flavor is what we're going to be getting. I can on this smell one. it already. Yeah, the can is awesome though. Like, and I like zombies in general. That's The Walking Dead is probably one of my favorite shows for sure. It was a great. I love the comic book. Yeah. Oh, this this was a slam dunk. This was an easy one when Dolan brought this one back. My probably my favorite James Bond movie has a zombie subtext to it. Which one's that? Live and Let Die. Oh. Roger Moore, mm-hmm. nineteen, I think seventy eight. Okay, so complete side text here. Mm-hmm. Who was the best James Bond? Sean Connery is the only answer for that I question. Is it? Is it? Yeah, I think so. Hmm. We'll find out, I guess. Okay. I don't know where oh, this is coming from. God. I don't know. I remember my first beer. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? You like... I love it. Did you try I, it? I like it. I haven't tried it you yet. You tried it? it, it I was is, thinking about James Bond. It is just as standard as you could possibly get out of a Belgian wit. Like, And that's not bad. There's nothing bad about this. I would order this over and over again. I like I'd it. rather have that than a Blue Moon, for I would, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Sadly, I'd rather have this over a White Rascal. Hmm. And I like White Rascal. Yeah. I love Avery beers, and this is this is really nice and smooth. I think we need to find out who told you to buy these beers because that was two for two hits. Yes, on these these purchased <laughs> beers that you brought. This was like the bartender at the at the at the hotel. The hotel yeah. bar. See, they know what's up. I mean, but she she knew her stuff. She knew her stuff. She talked about. She's like, "There's 50 breweries here in Charlotte, or 48, or whatever," and um. Yeah, and she said these are the two beers that uh, that are my go tos. And out of fifty mm-hmm. breweries, that's that says something. Yeah, even just to narrow it down enough to to yeah. know, and they're very easy and accessible drinking. Yeah. Like that IPA wasn't overpowering by any no. means, uh-uh. and this is this is a welcome mat for most people. I would say this is pretty standard and pretty tasty. Pretty tasty for as yeah. scary as the can looks. Oh. Right. I do like that purple. That logo is pretty cool. Really eye-catching. Yep. And there's a little hand coming out of the grave back here in the oh, bottom. And I can that. see. That's yeah, cool. I'm a I'm a zombie guy too. I like that. So, with the uh, the idea started for these guys, two brothers started this brewery 1994. They started home brewing. They got a the one brother uh, Billy. I, I can't pronounce her last name. P Y A T T. P-Y-A... Piat. Piat. Yeah, Piat. let's go with Piat. Okay, sorry, Billy and Scott. I, we slaughtered your last name. We probably. slaughtered the brewery name, too. I think I got that. Catawba. <laughs> yeah, just pretend the W's not there. Okay, Catawba. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Billy got a homebrew kit in 94 and thought, I'm going to do this in my kitchen. And only one of them exploded. And eventually they moved into their garage and then they moved into their front yard and started making beer for all their friends. And their friends were like, Hey, you! This is better than the beer that we get at the other place. Yeah. Why don't you do this commercially or whatever? So in '99, uh, they decided they're going to make a go of it. 
but it took them three years. So they bought brewery equipment from a defunct brewery in Colorado, which I would love to know which one, Yeah, who this was. They flew out there, bought it, loaded it up on a U-Haul, and brought it back to North Carolina, hmm. which sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. That's, that, that sounds super cool. Um, it stayed in a garage for three years because they couldn't find a building that would work for them. Wow. And they really didn't have the money to like do it the right way, right? With, you know, trench it out. And yeah. Do yeah, all you of that. You got to do a lot of, a lot of like prep and groundwork yeah. to get that going. So rent on their first location, once they found it, mm-hmm. was $200 a month. What? <laughs> what was it? Like just a shack? Just an old, just like, it, it was just, if you look online, like look on their website, you're yeah. like, oh God, maybe you're overpaying for 200 bucks a wow. month. Wow. Like it was rough. 200 I mean, that's crazy. But it's a fun story because they brewed their first batch and they sold it all and then they used that money to make their second batch. Like it was it was just like that. It was just that cycle until they got going. Month to month sort of paycheck situation kind of. Huh? Yep. 17 years later, um, they've grown to, uh, organically grown into a 30-barrel brew house, those four different locations. Two of the locations, and I didn't write down which two, It's I, I believe it's the Asheville and but I think it might be the both the Asheville right. have like a small brewing system there too. Okay. So they can they can brew some a of their more own. specialty beers and yep. things, yeah. Exactly. Uh they distribute in four states now, four four surrounding states, cans oh. and kegs. So it makes sense that, that she would know it's got a good footprint. Right. Um I this is I I mentioned this before we, we started recording that uh one of these guys is my is, he's my soulmate here. He's okay. my he's my business soulmate. Business BFF. He just it's one of those like you just don't know any better, right? He said, I wasn't smart enough to worry, I just knew I had to work real hard. <laughs> that's so me. <laughs> that was that's so the story of Atlas. Like we were just not smart enough to, to I, know I, it was a, maybe a bad idea or something. Like what the heck is going yeah. on? We just have to just go as fast as we can and Hope yeah. it all works Push out. forward and... Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Instantly, I'm like, okay, I like these guys. I yeah, I guess if you're worried about failing, then that's a pretty good chance you're going to fail, right? Right. So if you don't even consider it, yeah. then you can just do what you need. Yeah. That's what these guys did. Cool. So, yeah. Go watch that video on their website. It's it's super fun. It's just... It, they're just two brothers that they wanted to brew beer for the dudes that wanted to drink their beer. And we hear that story over and over and over again. Yeah, I think so. And it's... I I wonder, like, as you were telling that story, kind of came to my mind how probably their friends are probably beer nerds too at this mm-hmm. point, you know, because if they're drinking homebrew 25, 30 years ago, yep, they're you know they're already getting you know head starts on the rest of the population on what these beers can be, right? Right. Which is kind of how I met Seitner and mm-hmm. and got to be pals with him because he knew Bobby and was drinking stuff that you couldn't just buy at the store and yep. It's kind of cool how these little bubbles happen, and then you're, you know, telling somebody or sharing beers with people, and it just kind of grows and grows and grows. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It it, it is weird how, and then those bubbles kind of intersect with each other, mm-hmm. and and one will kind of, I wouldn't say absorb, but they just kind of cross over into it, and then, then all of a sudden, you have beer culture, and yeah, you know, or whatever. You have Colorado all of a sudden. Yeah, it's neat. Neat to think of how that starts just from couple couple of guys making beer in their kitchen. Yeah. Uh, this can't you're right so there's a little zombie hand coming up out of the uh out of the ground back here i looked online just to see what it looked like because i didn't want to do any research on the brewery or anything but they had an older logo yeah that looked really cool and uh this one i like too but the other one i I thought was it looked like 
basically it looked like a hand-drawn illustration oh. or this looks like a, a firm probably yeah you know what i mean sure a little more polished they spent some money on it yeah which is fine yeah. i just liked the other look because it reminded me of our research for today don't be scared to blow the head off a zombie and drink up head get it double yeah the, right mm-hmm. off the top mm-hmm. you usually it. get a little of that when you have these kind of beers uh, yeah exactly so. Mm. You're talking about the foam on the top of the beer. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Just making sure. <sighs> White zombie. Yeah, that's where we're going, Rich. Oh. We had to. More human than human. Yes, right. that's one of the songs. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna do adjacent. We're gonna talk about Robert Barthlew Cummings. Barthlew. Yeah, that was his middle that name. Was his middle name. So that's no Rob wonder, Zombie. No wonder he changes to zombie. So we're going to get into this. We're going to get into the weeds a little bit. Awesome. But uh, I figured, you know, I know my audience who I'm talking to is you. Mm-hmm. And, and these are things that you'll know and recognize. And yep. Dolan might have even heard one of their songs. I maybe, don't know. But uh, I think uh, a lot of the people that interact with us about these episodes mm-hmm. are going to be in this age range. They're yes. going to know this music. So yep. um, we're going to just kind of get into it. And I tried to pull stuff that we wouldn't know or things that I, I didn't know or that I thought were cool. Awesome. Um, so it'll be basically um, a gush fest about Rob Zombie, <laughs> which I, I do like his music. And I've seen him in concert a few times. So... Uh, this is, I mean, this is, I don't know if you could even make up something like this. Okay. His parents worked in a carnival when he was a kid, like a little kid. And they let him come in and work at the haunted house sometimes. And he would scare kids and like people that would come through because he was so small. They didn't expect him. And he would just like grab people as they walked by. That seems too perfect. Isn't it? Yes. Like, so of course this is how he turns out, right? Oh, okay. So yeah, his parents worked there and and in a like a local carnival circus sort of situation. <laughs> uh, when he graduated high school, he went to world-famous Parsons School of Design, which is in New York City. Okay. So for like, you know, it's basically a fashion designing school. It's mm-hmm. like where the most, they have a TV show that runs out of there now, like a reality show. Um, I can't think of what it's called off the top of my head. Okay. Um, like a famous TV show? Yeah, it has Tim Gunn in it and... Um, there was a, oh, what's her name? Heidi, supermodel Heidi's the host of it or was for a long time. Hmm. Um, Heidi, Heidi Klum? Yeah. Tom Brady's wife? No, that's, uh, that's Giselle. Oh, Giselle Bunch. Yeah. Anyway. Look at me trying to be smart there. You got it. I mean, you knew it was a famous person. Football knowledge. Uh, he met, he met his <laughs> girlfriend at the school and her name was, oh boy, I, my handwriting's bad. It's either Sean. Mm-hmm. I think it's Sean. Okay. And she joined, she liked to play music too, and they that's when they decided to make the band, and they named it White Zombie. Could you be, imagine being Rob Zombie's girlfriend? Um, if you go online and look at the pictures of this band from like 1986, yeah. you'll be like, wow, yeah. I like guess, it makes sense. Yeah, they're, okay. they're together. All right. Um, around that same time, he was a production assistant on Pee Wee's Playhouse on the TV show. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, which I thought that was kind of cool. Um, one of the other things I learned about him that I didn't know was he wrote and directed and like made a sequel to the movie Crow. So it was after the one that we know, the uh-huh. Los Angeles one or whatever that was. Yeah. Um, it's called Crow 2037, but it was so violent and so like off brand of the first one that they were like, we can't put this out and it's never been put out. It's shelved still to this day. And that was in the nineties. It was actually made. That's what it said. Wow. 
and he wrote the script and all that stuff, hmm. which is kind of where he gets to start for all of his movies that he did, right? Mm-hmm. So in 2000, he makes a movie called House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, yes. And it grossed like $2.4 million. Not very much. No. no. Uh, but it's like a big horror... Did, I don't know even what to call it. Like cold fan favorite? Yeah. 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 Yes. It's like one of those. But it was, it was supposed to come out in 2000. He did it in 99. Um, but it was so violent that the movie th- company was like scared of getting an NC-17. So sure. they just said, nah, we're not doing this. And it took three more years later for him to basically self-produce and finance the movie. So he was the one that really ended up putting it out on well, his own. It was called House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. What did they expect? Well, it's it's pretty gruesome. It's kind of like... Oh, I've seen a, it. Yeah, Saw style of, you know, it's like a gore fest and, and like, like an Italian horror movie mm-hmm. kind of. Oh, yeah. Um, he has done, this would have been in the late 90s, he did the score for a video game that was very popular, Twisted Metal. Number three. Really? Yeah, so he did all the music for that. That was in like 98. That that clown still gives me nightmares. He's one of the scary clowns, yeah. you know, and, and he's used clowns in a lot of his movies. Yes, he has. At least three that I know of, for sure, mm. but that's a, that's a scary clown. Rest in peace, Sid Haig. Yeah, just recently. Captain Spaulding. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's done, he's used his voice and did some voice work. He's very good friends with James Gunn. Oh. So he was, and I don't know, you would know this, mm-hmm. but... He is the voice of the Ravager navigation system in Guardian of the Galaxy. He is? So that if it's talking, then that's Rob Zombie. Oh. Um, he has... Which was one of the ships that they... Ravager. Uh, yeah. The, the, is that the one with the... They flew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's done stuff, voices on Spider-Man animated series and Justice League Unlimited. Interesting. And he is in... Let's see. What else did he do? Oh, 2011, he directed a commercial for Woolite. And it was like a horror movie commercial. And it was basically like, <laughs> said, like, don't let your clothes get tortured. Use use Woolite. But it was uh, definitely a Rob Zombie production. Hmm. Um, before he was Rob Zombie, he was Rob Straker on the first three albums. Mm. That doesn't or really EPs. That, that's not nearly as cool. Not as cool, right? Mm. No. He decided in 1989 to become Rob Zombie. And he took the name for the band and probably his last name from the 1932 Bella Lugosi movie White Zombie, which is the first zombie film that has been credited or found, I guess. Awesome. Uh, this is where I kind of get in, into the mix. This is in the late mid to late 90s. So I came into it, Hellbilly Deluxe, the first solo album. Yes. White Zombie. Um, ceased to be a band in 95. They put out like a remix album in 96, which I purchased. I still have it. I don't know why. Um, and then 97 was his first solo album, and it was huge. And the album total title is called 13 Tales of Cadaverous Cavorting Inside the Spook Show International. <laughs> Sold 3 million copies. Had the song Dragula on it, which I remember mm-hmm. listening you, to on the Blaze. Are you familiar like with in, this uh, song Dragula? Yes. Okay. I figured, and that's he, I figured he might be. The car name from the Monsters episode we talked about recently. Yeah, just recently. Uh, let's see. He started his own record label, 98, Zombie A Go-Go Records, which sounds perfect for him. Uh, he designed, they called him a haunted maze, which I don't know if, maybe that is something, I don't know, but hmm. at uh, Universal Studios, 98, 99, okay. he got to direct, like, direct and create, creatively control these haunted attractions, which sounds like perfectly for him 
Mm-hmm. He drew, hand drew the hallucination scene in Beavis and Butthead Do America. So they're on drugs. Yeah. Remember that part? In in the when they're in the uh like uh, in the desert. In the desert, yeah. Like the peyote scene or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, he drew that. And he drew a I'm lot of the, not surprised. A lot of the artwork on their original albums, all the white zombie stuff, pretty mm-hmm. much that was had pictures he drew. Which is why I was saying their old logo mm-hmm. it looks like something that rob zombie would have drawn oh. like it's yeah it looks like that style if that makes sense interesting um let's see what else is interesting about him that i found out oh he's had one pair of boots that he's worn for over 20 almost 25 years now he just fixes the soles oh. but he has one pair of boots so he's talented but frugal but frugal <laughs> or he just likes to look <laughs> right guess. that's just sure. his thing um he was the manager of his brother's band do you remember that no. Power Man 5000? Yes. They're so, still a thing. Yeah. So they he, were just in Omaha not too long ago. Really? Mm-hmm. That's oh. So that's his brother, is the lead singer of that. And he was their manager for a long time. Who's his brother? Like Franklin Zombie? Uh, it's His name's like Spider something. Spider One or something like oh. that. I believe that's the Dolan, case. Dolan doesn't know. That's a kick-ass name, though. Spider One. Yeah. <laughs> and he had... Yeah, I remember that hmm. band. Um, he has one of the world's... Most viable collections of vintage horror movie posters. Awesome. That surprises no one. No. He also has like a 10-foot or 12-foot stuffed bear in his house, I remember seeing one time. Like actual bear that, uh-huh. like... Like like, uh, like a taxidermy. Interesting. Okay. He has a black pug that's named Dracula. Makes sense. And let's see, what was the last thing? Oh, he's a vegan, an animal rights activist, and he does not drink or do drugs. Now, does None that of, sound real? I don't believe any of those things. Really? Wait, yes. he's a vegan but has a stuffed bear? Mm. Like, is it just a... He didn't kill it. Oh. And he didn't eat it. He just bought it. He just bought it. Some vintage taxidermy. I think he has a lot of it. Mm. Interesting. Hmm. And he's a vegan and he doesn't drink or do drugs. Yeah. That's huh. what it says. Huh. Okay. I would not believe that. Mm. I've seen his show. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen his movies. Yeah. I've listened to the tunes. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Whatever. That just means his brain's just that out there. And I like that about people. I, I dig it. I like people that are not afraid to get weird. Here's the thing. It'd be very easy to dismiss him as just like, oh, he's he's crazy. He's, you mm-hmm. know, or whatever. You look at him, but then you see some of this stuff and you hear some of the stuff that he's done in yeah. addition to his music and you're like, this dude's pretty smart. Very smart. And th- that was the thing I learned today really overall was just how busy he is. Mm-hmm. Between like he has his he's used to do his own comic books he would draw on and write. Mm-hmm. He's directed like at least ten movies. He did yep. the Halloween remakes. Yes, which um, was great. Right, it's still the biggest grossing movie for like a Labor Day weekend mm-hmm. opening weekend ever's history. Yep, have been held that for fifteen years now. I think so. I was trying to find whose voice he did on the Justice League because I was super interested in that. And yeah. I can't really find who it was, so mm. it, it's not readily available. But it credits him in a number of episodes, which means. He's a reoccurring. He was probably some bad guy. I don't know. Yeah. Cool. It happened in quite a few. His wife is, they've been married like 20 years now, and she's been in every movie that he's made. She's Hmm. an actress, and um, she goes with him on tour and does like a lot of the costumes, and she does um, uh, choreography for some like the backup dancers that they have on their show. Have you ever seen him? No. Concert? I have not. No. Oh, my gosh. No, it's not my my gig. It's not mine either, normally, but just... You, I guess it used to be my gig, but it's amazing just to see it because it is like a horror cartoon come to life. Okay. Like he's got um, 
I guess I would just call it a creature. It looks like a horror movie creature that just comes out and like walks around on the stage. Okay. And he's like the members of his band look just like him. Some of the people in his band used to be in Merrill Manson's band. Of course. Um, and the projections, there's like found footage on the screen mm. and there's pyrotechnics and it's just everything you'd want it to be for like a rock show. Yeah. And it's, oh, I've, I've seen him three times now. I would, I would go just because of who it is and just for the spectacle of it. All. Yes. Just to see it. That was the reason I went the first time because he was co-headlining with Marilyn Manson, who they're, they're good friends. And, uh, it was his show was a lot different okay, and just more entertaining. It was like a vaudeville show. Interesting. Rob Zombie show. And Marilyn Manson's show was maybe more... Um, It was, I would say, more political. Okay. That was the gist of that. But Rob Zombie's was more like, I like horror stuff. Hmm. And I like to rock out. Sure. And he's like, he was born in 65, so what's that make him, 54? Wow. Yeah, twice. Yes, yes. And he still tours all the time. Wow, I would never guess he's fifty four. Holy cow! Yeah, how old were you when you went to the first when your your first Rob Zombie concert? Oh, eighteen. Oh, okay, so it was early. And then the last one, I was probably thirty six. Okay. Did you feel like you were too old? Nope. Okay. Because there was people there that loved Rob Zombie and White Zombie since the late eighties that were there, and they were ten years older than me at least. One of my guilty pleasures is coming to Lincoln here in about a couple months. Uh, five Finger Death Punch. Mm. Yeah. They were right. on the uh, Atlas playlist this week. Oh, there we they go. They were. I, um, yeah, I know a lot of people don't like them, whatever. I've always liked them, and they're coming to Lincoln, and I don't, I feel like I'm too old. Don't feel that way. No? No. I, this is a total off topic, but sure. kind of related. Okay. I go to a lot of shows. You do? Uh, and I go not as many as I used to. There, there you go. I mean, that's a, a weekly occurrence. It's, um... You spilling beer. What happened? I don't know what happened. That was that was like slow motion, it looked like. At least your dr- notes are wrote, mostly wrote. I wanted to drink that. <laughs> uh, anyway, I go to shows, and I always, the first thing I do is I look for somebody older than me. Because I've never still, to this day, been to a show that I've been the oldest person. And I go to a lot of stuff that is people like younger than Dolan that's going to these shows. But you don't feel like like okay that dude like he looks older than me. He's my age, but he doesn't belong here. Kind of thing. It doesn't matter. You're still there. All right. And usually those people are the ones that are really into music. You know. Well, it's crazy too because like playing shows over the last three years in Omaha, mm-hmm. there's bands that do the genre that I do, kind of like alt rock, mm-hmm. indie, um, and there's. Actually, more than five bands that I could probably name um, that are older but play kind of a style of music that I would think would be around everybody around my age. Sure. Hmm. So it's it's interesting. So you're saying age is irrelevant then? Yes. For sure. I think life is short. And if you've got a band that you like and they're coming, go to the show. Would you go to a Five Finger Death Punch concert? Yeah. Okay. I have in... No offense, I'll never go again. Really? Why? Um, they were the headliners. Um, I actually went for uh, In This Moment. They're one of my favorite heavier yeah. bands. Uh-huh. Um, went there, and Papa Roach was also there. Okay. And I didn't like Papa Roach until I got to the show, and they stole the whole show. Really? Whoa. Then Five Finger Death Punch came on, and it just it was boring compared to Papa Roach. How long ago was this, though? Uh, 
two out. No, it's actually been four years, almost four years. So about three and a half years. Ivan had a lead singer of five finger death punch had a pretty severe addiction problem. Went to rehab, like, like ruined shows like Axl Rose Mm, style, like, or whatever. So maybe it was one of those shows. I don't know. No, no. It was just boring. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it just wasn't, Hmm. it was kind of when they came, they started, I don't know. I have my own opinion about Five Finger Death Punch. Mm -hmm. I think at some point, some of their newer records are more commercialized and Mm. they also um, started this like tough guy gimmick. I I don't, I know it's always been there, but Mm. they're, they go a little too far sometimes. Maybe they do. In my opinion. That's the rock spectacle. Yep. You never know. I got some friends. I have some friends who are like legit heavy metal fans, like Pantera heavy metal yeah. fans, Rob Zombie, like that. Mm-hmm. And they hate Five Finger Death Punch. Yeah. Hate them. Yeah. Hate them. Well, because like I said, it, from their point of view and also mine, I think that it's a little gimmicky. Yeah. And not that gimmicks are bad, yeah. but... Yeah. I mean, look at Kiss. That worked for them for, oh, for yeah. them for oh, a yeah. long, long time. Yeah. Slipknot, yeah, <sighs> Slipknot, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, right on. All right. So normally you bring the bonus beers. Normally I got a fun bonus beer for us. Oh, oh careful! I knock my. Try not to spill this one. I know, right? <laughs> so uh, one of our recruiters brought us a Voodoo Ranger special release Atomic Pumpkin from New Belgium. Um, they, they accidentally bought it. They thought it was regular Voodoo Ranger, and oh, they didn't yeah. realize it was the the spicy pumpkin beer. Oh, that's what's the atomic part? That was spicy. Atomic. It's brewed with, where is it at? Uh, habanero chili peppers. Mm. Okay. Dolan is going to like this. I probably will not. So, so you could have an accidental spill out oh. of your glass? I, well, Whoops. Well, we got a whole six-pack of it, so if you really, really <laughs> like it, He's just like, here, you can have this. I know somebody that you know would drink this. That's right. That's us. So there you go. So special bonus beer for Halloween. All right. Well, you can see through it. Mm-hmm. It's got good color. In general, I have not been a fan of New Belgium. Yeah. I There are other choices in Colorado. I now sure. I, I've gone to their brewery twice. It, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But it isn't one like I go someplace and I'm like, oh, New Belgium, look at that. I'll take that. It, yeah. It generally n- not. I like a fat tire. I do like a fat tire. I will take an Odell. Oh, my goodness. Right. That smells like cinnamon to me. It smells like cinnamon right off the bat. Pumpkin-y, cinnamon-y, fall. Mm. You it's like, so good. You like it? It tastes like cinnamon. Hmm. All right. I'm going to, I'll give it a mm. shot here. It's like, yeah, I like that. Oh. Look, I'm a fan of oh. pumpkin spice. Mm. I knew that. And about I kind of get that that kind of note. Hmm. This is a tasty little treat. I, I don't really get a lot of pumpkin. Mm. I mostly get cinnamon. But that's okay with me. I get a lot of cinnamon. I get a lot I like of cinnamon. cinnamon, so. Yeah. A little bit of pumpkin there. If I could pick my own nickname, it'd be Cinnamon. That's just me. <laughs> if you were a dancer on stage. Or whatever. Just <laughs> just daily life. I like that. I feel like we've had this conversation in a previous episode. We have. Yeah, we have. I love cinnamon, man. Can't mm, help it. Mm, yeah. That is good. It's interesting. This is not what I expected at all. It's, the heat's there after like mm-hmm. the third drink. Now mm. I can, in the back of my throat, I can feel that habanero. Our but it friend, doesn't taste spicy. It's just like no, the after effect. You just spicy. feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Our friend Bob Hinks would love this beer. 
He likes spicy stuff. He yes. loves those. Loves those. He got me addicted to the uh, hot hellas. From cross training. Oh, yeah. cross training. Mm-hmm. That's yep. hot. Hot. I. He drank like four of them like at one night. We were out there for hours. Probably, I don't know, three, four hours yeah. or whatever. And mm-hmm. he drank four of them. I don't know how he wasn't just like dying the yeah, next day. Yeah, a hole in his throat. Right. <laughs> like breathing through the tracheotomy. Yeah. They had to, his pepper, wife had to give it. Pepper tracheotomy. Tracheotomy wow. right there. I discovered um, my first pepper beer on my 21st birthday. That's a bad time to find it. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. In between tequila shots, <laughs> Jägermeister shots. And um, that's when I found out I, I really liked it. It was... Um, I don't know, but it tastes like hot sauce and a beer. I know that sounds gross, but yep. gross. it was it was great. And then after that, I started tasting more um, just local pepper beers, like Kincaders, uh-huh. Devil's, Devil's Gap. Gap. Devil's yeah. Gap. Yeah. Yep. And then um, Lucky Bucket's uh, Habanero. Yeah, they have one. Yeah. Mm, no thanks. But this yeah. one is, yep. I mean, it definitely is not spicy on your tongue, but it's definitely in the background. Like, I can get it. Mm-hmm. In my throat, it, I have that peppery feeling. It's the it's the feeling you get when you take a shot of um, what's the uh, what's the cinnamon uh, fireball fireball. I get that fireball feel in the mm. back of my throat mm. a little bit. It's less cinnamony tasting than that. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes, for it is. sure. So don't be scared by that. Mm-mm. And it doesn't have the now. If you have tried other of the Rangers Voodoo Ranger line. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have that hoppiness that the Voodoo Ranger it has no hoppiness. None whatsoever. Like I bet you it's like 10 IBUs maybe on this thing. Probably not even. Let's go let's let's check the untapped here for okay. uh let's go with White Zombie first okay. before we get into the bonus beer. White Zombie on the untapped 42,000. That's a lot. That's a lot. Hmm. So once again, it I mean that's she did not steer Dolan wrong Four on this state, one. Yeah, range. So three, two seven. Oh, that's too low. I'm gonna go three point four six. Three point five nine. Mm. Oh, nice. And I would actually, as as I got into this, more, I might rake it higher than that. I would too. The more as you talked through the Rob Zombie stuff, mm-hmm. it was, it it really it. I thought I could eat a lot of pizza and drink a lot of this beer. Oh, that's so true. I think a three seven five is where I'd go on that one. I'm, I'm going to do a straight four, oh, just nice. because I wanted to five point one percent. So, I mean, you're you're not in trouble at all with that. I'll go three point eight just because of the logo. I like that too. I do. So enjoy I'll give the, them a point oh five. I, I do enjoy the old logo. So <laughs> let's go with uh, put it on there. So while you're and, while you're doing that, mm-hmm. I wanted to. Here's a crossover for us. Okay. Because uh, we're talking about spooky stuff and spooky movies and all that good stuff. Uh, I have Rob Zombie's 10 favorite horror movies. Awesome. So I found this list and I wrote it down. Okay. As you would expect, most of them are old movies, like Universal Studios movies, because mm-hmm. that's a big thing for him. So that's like where he learned about monsters and scary stuff. So Awesome. Um, this is going to feature some of those. But okay. features, uh, these are not in any order from what I could tell. Um, Dracula, 1931, Bela Lugosi. Bela Lugosi, yeah. And then Frankenstein with Boris Karloff, a 31. Nice. Night of the Living Dead, which is one of the best oh, zombie oh, movies, right? Original Night of the Living Dead. Yes, yeah, 68. Okay. Yep, yep. The Shining, which is my personal favorite. Interesting. 1980. Uh-huh. Exorcist of 72, 1972, that came out. Terrifying. Very scary. Mm-hmm. Nosferatu, oh. 1922. Yeah. So, silent, silent movie. Yeah, silent yeah. movie. Um, the circus sideshow movie Freaks, 
1932. If you have not seen that, mm. wow. Really? It's real sideshow people, and it's kind of, it's a black and white movie. And it's kind of hard to describe it other than it's, you couldn't make it today. Okay. Like, you'd have to have, I don't think you could, you'd have to put, like, CGI. Oh. It was, like, people with, like, deformities and, like, real sideshow people. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Kind of exploitive, I, mm. I would say now. Okay. Uh, but 1932, sideshows were a huge thing. And, mm-hmm. I mean, even still to this day, they have them, so. Yeah. Um, but it was, like, a movie about the people that were in this certain circus in, in, in a town in Florida. Okay. Um, Rocky Horror Picture Show, 1975. Not a horror movie. Has some scary characters in it, I guess, kind of, but... For what it was. I like it. Sure. It's campy. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, 74. And then his last pick was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, 1931 version. Wow. Really? So a lot of old school ones for him. Huh. I'm surprised Halloween didn't make the cut. No Halloween. Since he remade it. Huh. I I guess Night of the Living Dead doesn't surprise me. George Romero... Right, just classic yeah. zombie guy, right? I mean, just classic, classic zombie film. And then my last subject for us while we're finishing this spicy beer. Mm-hmm. I wrote down a bunch of white zombie song titles. Okay. And I mixed in three that I made up. <laughs> and I want to see if you guys can find the real ones versus the fake ones. Okay. Okay, first one is called Grease Paint and Monkey Brains. Real. Thunder Kiss 65. Real. Cosmic Monsters Incorporated. Fake. Bat Blood and Breakfast. You gotta say real on that. El Phantasmo and the Chicken Run Bustarama. <laughs> That's gotta be real. That's gotta be real. Tales from the Scarecrow Man. Ooh, I don't know. That sounds like a great movie, but I want to say fake on that one. Rain Insane. Gun Crazy. Knife Fight with Brownies. <laughs> Rat Mouth. That's real. Yeah. Memphis. <laughs> Memphis. Love Razor. <laughs> sure. Spider Baby. Uh, fetus of Fear. <laughs> I'm going to say Fetus of Fear was it was not one. You're right. I made that one up. No. Which would be a great white, white zombie that was the song. vein I was going for. Yes. Which were the fake ones? That one was Fetus of Fear. Yeah. Knife Fight with Brownies. <laughs> and Bat Blood and Breakfast. Those were the ones mm. I made up. Damn it. All the other ones were real were white real. zombie titles. <laughs> Memphis. 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 Yep. Yep. I'm going I'm to look that one up. That seems pretty normal for him. Mm-hmm. It was on one of the very first like albums from 87 or 88, somewhere wow. in there. So Memphis. That's what I know about spooky stuff. And right. Rob Zombie, White Zombie. Voodoo Ranger, Atomic Pumpkin. Uh, let's see. 10 IBUs, by the way. It was nothing. There's yeah. nothing to it. 46,000 check-ins. So very mm. close to what the... Uh, 4,000 more, actually. Yeah. I want, that's interesting. Okay. So 46,000 Bigger check-ins. footprint for this one, though. This you can get everywhere. Well, right, four, four different states on... I know, but that one... Nationwide. New, New Belgium, Belgium is nationwide. Yeah, because they have a brewery in Asheville now, too. Oh, that's right. So they get the East Coast, West Coast. All right, what do you think? 46,000 check-ins. What do you think? I think it's going to be low. Yeah. 3.32. 3.27. 3. 3.62. It's the same or higher? I don't mind this. And I don't necessarily like beers that have that hotness at the end, like that, that spiciness. I don't like to taste the spice. I don't oh, mind I it like it. this where it just shows up. I don't want to 
I don't want to drink a glass of mixed up pepper juice. True. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. Dolan likes it that way. I didn't. I really like it. I, I didn't expect much coming into this, and so mm-hmm. I don't mind it. They have a juicy IPA in this line, the Voodoo Ranger. And it, for my money, mm-hmm. as far as breweries, like mass produced breweries, mm-hmm. probably one of the best hazy IPAs. Is that the Juicifer um, one? Is that, or is I think it just it's called the... Juice Haze, maybe, or something? Oh. It's pretty good. Interesting. For being a, you know, $8 six pack at the grocery store. Sure. I really like this beer, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's, and, and I'm a pumpkin spice kind of person cinnamon Mm -hmm. i love that but um i think i could only drink maybe one maybe two of these before i move on to something else true i'd go i'd go two i think we could do two of them two as opposed to some of the other maybe uh, i'm thinking the one from kincader yeah which i could eat a pile of wings oh yeah and drink a lot of those yeah oh yeah well this one's definitely spicier than that yep and habanero is no joke Mm mm-mm and, and it's smart that they use habanero because it is like a sweet heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it does pair with that mm-hmm. cinnamon and stuff. With yeah, the, with the pumpkin. You don't want cinnamon-y. that bitter spite. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're kind of peppers are bitter. So, yep. this one's not bad. Hmm. Right, that's exactly what I thought we would get out of a Halloween episode. You know what I wonder would be good if we? I wish we still had some. We could have combined them. Hmm. I bet you that would have been pretty nice. Because hmm. the orange, the mm. citrus of the orange, the sure. cinnamon. Didn't and like a Halloween suicide? Yeah. Well, if I hadn't spilled it all over my notes here. We would have we and could have. <laughs> yeah. Or Dolan would have brought the second can back. Oh. I don't know. Why don't you go out to North Carolina for us right now? Oh, okay. And, uh, we get, need get, one can. One more. Of white we need to go to the same hotel. Right. Yeah. I don't even remember what hotel I, it was. She seems like she knows what she's talking about. That's right. She might she might deserve a better job than just hotel bartender. Well, I'll I'll say beer tender. Mm. Well, I mean, I don't know, it was kind of a it was a really nice hotel and okay. there was a lot of people at the bar counter. So So she wasn't just schlepping Coors lights to people then. It mm. was like it was legit. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty legit. Okay. I mean she like she made drinks with shakers and all the tools, like the same tools we have for Tipsy Recruiter. Mm-hmm. So she knew what she was doing. Interesting. Nice. Hmm. That's a that's a job that used to be pretty popular, you know. Mm-hmm. It was kind of romanticized, even. Yeah. And then it was like a job you didn't even want to admit you had. And I think now it's kind of coming back because there's like a bit. mixology is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, um, being a cicerone, like a beer expert, is a thing. Mm-hmm. And, so I think it's it's like, and some people or some bars especially are doing like old school cocktails and yeah. using uh, you know round ice and all, like all that sort of stuff. Taking five minutes to make your drink, like craft cocktails, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you get what you pay for for sure on a lot of those things, but mm-hmm. it's all about the experience and the enjoyment. And I'm I'm here for it, as I, they say. I dig it. I think it's cool. Yeah, me too. Don, is that something that as you're younger than us, is that something you would seek out? Like a like a like a fancy speakeasy craft crock yeah cocktail yeah, yeah, place yeah that kind yeah, of place yeah. yeah yeah all the time I mean the like I brought up in the last episode I think the Japanese speakeasy that's here in Omaha yeah mm-hmm. we at least anytime we go to Benson we're going there for at least one drink huh. just for that experience just for the experience mm-hmm. yeah. interesting yeah I need to get there I, I I was over there the other day actually and I I thought about it but hmm. times changing. Yeah, I'm okay with it. It's fun because you have to slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm guessing there's not, 
in a place that's selling those sorts of drinks, mm-hmm. you're probably not plastered with TVs on the wall. No. And it's mm-hmm. it's just like a time that we, you know, kind of longing to have, at least for me. Mm-hmm. I don't like being connected to my phone and the internet all the time. Yeah. True. And like just having a conversation with people is, is what it's about for me to get out because I don't get to do that so much anymore. Which is kind of why we do these in the first place. For right? sure. For sure. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, Brian, happy Halloween. Hey, thanks. And uh, we're not going anywhere for a while. Let's have another spooky beer. (laughs) Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.